Or I have to give it a minute because every time I go live, it always cuts off what I have to say at the beginning, but not today. You're not doing it today to be social media. But anyways, hello, everybody. Welcome to Upload Past Crossroads. I am back. Uh, if you saw my video before, uh, I did a little tribute video to one of my homeboys that passed away. I have a lot of history with him, grew up with him, love him. Uh, but now I'm back, guys. I'm ready to do some videos, man. In my Bible study, we're going through the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we've been in the in that chapter for like 12, well, not 12 weeks. <laughs> that would be a long time. But no, we've been in that Bible study for, uh, in this chapter for at least two weeks, three weeks now. So I have way too much time in it. So now I'm just ready to do video after video after video. So let's see how this goes, guys. I love the Bible. But you want to know one thing I hate? I hate racism. I hate people. <laughs> I don't hate people, but I don't like how hate exists. I don't see, even before I was saved, guys, even before I was saved, I don't see how you can hate anybody that you don't know. You never met. You don't know anything about them, but you hate them automatically. Do you know what I'm saying? I can't stand people who just want to prejudge other people, have a prejudice towards a whole group of people, and you ain't met all of them. And you put one group of people in a box and you limit them, saying all those people are like this. It's the most ignorant, foolish, dumb thing you could do, especially as a believer. And that's what people say all the time. People who are against the Bible, the Bible used to condemn black people, to, to say that the is the awful race to be right but when you study the bible in detail verse by verse instead of listening to a bigot's opinion about the bible racist people's opinion about the bible and what they used to control people and manipulate people when you study the bible for yourself and you go verse by verse you'll see that the bible has nothing to do with hating your neighbor it's actually the complete opposite in first corinthians 12 hones in and proves this point, and not just 1 Corinthians 12, the whole entire Bible. I say this all the time on my YouTube channel. The whole entire Bible reiterates itself. It continually says the same thing over and over and over again. If you only know one verse and you have an opinion because of that one verse, and you can't back it up with 10 other verses, 15 other verses, 25 other verses, and then 100 other passages, Apparently, your opinion is off. It's wrong, right? So this is the Bible, guys. So let's go to 1 Corinthians. First, let's go to Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through 10. So if you're racist, the one thing I want to say to you is, if you have a pre-opinion about somebody you don't know, a pre-judgment because of their skin color, come on, come on, man, really? All black people are saying, all white people are saying, all Chinese people are saying, Really? Really? Are you kidding me? Racism has no place in the believer. That's the title of today's lesson. Racism has no place in the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, if you're racist, heaven ain't the place for you. Heaven ain't the place you want to be. You want to know why? Because of Revelation 7, 9 through 10. Let's read this real quick. After this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, and of all nations and kindreds and people. It, let me share my screen. Why am I? I'm not even sharing my screen. My bad, guys. Let's let's share my screen real quick. 
Are you kidding me? I gotta share my screen like that. My bad, guys. Give me one second. I gotta share my screen in the 1850 way because it can't keep up with what I'm trying to do. Okay, let's start all over. So now you guys see my screen. So you see the verse, Revelation 7, 9 through 10. You can't see it on Instagram because I'm only showing it on my uh, YouTube page, my Facebook page, my uh, <clears throat> LinkedIn page. It says that, but I don't think it's showing on my LinkedIn page. And on my, uh, what else, Twitter page. All right, so anyways, let me go ahead and tell you guys about my social media platforms. So you can go to me. You can see me on uh, YouTube right now at Upload Past Crossroads. So type that in if you want to see uh, my screen share because I know on Instagram, on Trouble Don't Last on my Instagram page, on my underscore daily underscore Bible, you can't see my screen. So just in case you want to see it. And yeah, these are my social media platforms. Just follow me, subscribe, comment, like everything, share, help my pages grow. All right, let's get to it, guys. Okay, I just had to do that. Like, that's just, you have to do that at the beginning of every video. It's protocol. All right, so Revelation 7, 9 through 10, guys. Revelation 7, 9 through 10. It reads, after this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried out with a loud voice, saying, salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb. You know, one day, guys, we're all going to be worshiping God together. It's going to be, I want you guys to see this, guys. This is from the scripture, right? We just read it together. So let's go ahead and circle this, right? So I'm sharing my screen again. It's going to be a great multitude in heaven one day. And not just a great multitude. <laughs> it's going to be so many people. You can't number them, guys. Did you guys see that? You can't even number them. That's how many people are going to be in heaven. You can't number them. It's going to be from all nations, all kindreds, and people, and tongues. So, guys, if you're racist against people, you have a prejudgment, heaven is not the place for you because you're automatically going <laughs> to be trying to prejudge people up there. You shouldn't do that on earth, right? You missed out on your blessings. And that's what the Corinthians did here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, let's, let me stop sharing my screen or if I can find it. My bad, guys. I'm getting used to my uh, screen brush. Writing or marking up my screen. But I'm talking about. I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, guys. When it came to this chapter, in the Corinthian church, some of them thought that they were better than other people. Some of them thought that they had, uh, this chapter is talking about spiritual gifts, just in case you didn't know. And it's, it's, Paul is laying out all the spiritual gifts. Now, are these all of them? You know, who knows? <laughs> when we go through the whole Bible, we'll figure it out. Uh, but right now, it lists uh, about seven, nine of them. It lists nine of them, I think. But anyways, that's not important. That's beside the point. Uh, so Paul's naming out the spiritual gifts. And in the Corinthian church, some some people thought that, and actually all of them, majority of them thought, some spiritual gifts are better than others. And if you have this better spiritual gifts, if you have the ones that are are more public and make you more seen and make you famous and stuff like that, make you look better than other people, then you're better than other people. And people who thought that they their, their spiritual gift wasn't good enough, their spiritual gifts suck. Like their spiritual gift isn't public. You know, they can't 
get famous from, from working behind the scenes with their spiritual gift. Like their spiritual gift is worthless. So they didn't see their value. They didn't see their worth. And this was the Corinthian church, guys. And, you know, let's focus on, that's the, that's the uh, setting of this chapter, guys. And Paul's laying out to the Corinthians that that's not how, that's not how it works in the body of Christ. And that's Paul's favorite thing to say is talk about the body of Christ. It's to talk about how the Christian Christianity, how Christians are, they resemble and they're the same as a human body. And that's how all of the Christian body works. Everybody who's saved, we're underneath the head. The head is Christ. Like literally a part of the body, Christ is the head. Like he's this head right here, right? Everybody else that's a part of the body of Christ is a part of his whole body, right? So you guys see what I'm saying? So, so a lot of times in Christianity, it's so sad to say, but in this world especially, people like to exclude other people. People like to uh, like to uh, like to pick and choose who's saved and who's not saved when they don't. That's not your right, you know. That's that has nothing to do with you. You don't get to decide that. That's Christ's job, not yours. And we're called to love people all the time, no matter who they are, no matter what they are, no matter how they differ from us. Because how many times in the Bible do you see that the Christian should love the foreigners, the strangers, people you don't know, people you don't understand, you should love automatically? What's the second commandment in the Bible? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But let's keep on reading, man. Let's go ahead and read 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to read 12 through 25 just so we understand this. All right, guys, because one day there's going to be a great multitude in heaven of all races, all backgrounds, all kindreds. And there's going to be so many people there, you can't even number it. So how many people have existed on earth? Has it just been white people? You know, has it just been black people? Has it just been Indians? Like people say some stupid stuff sometimes. Like only white people will go to heaven. Only in black people. Y'all are destined, like some religions actually think that, and they've been taught, you know, through the history, we know through school, that black people are bound for hell, you know, they're, they're cursed, the cursed race, we look down upon them, all right, so let's talk about all that, guys, let's, let's see what the, the gospel has to say, the word of God, this ain't my opinion, this is scripture, all right, so let's get to it, First Corinthians 12, we're going to start at verse 12, for as the body is one, it hath many members, and all the members of that body of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Mm-mm-mm. So also is Christ. It's the same thing we just said. Christ is the head, and there's one body, and there's many members, many kindred, many people, many tongues, all nations that no man can number, right? That's Revelations, right? So let's let's keep on going. So, and it's one body, many parts, guys. Do you know how many parts there are in a body? Like, I I haven't looked it up, but I heard. So we got it. Somebody help me with this. Write down in the comment section. Figure it out for me. How many parts are there in the body? How many, how much stuff is in your body? Like veins, uh, intestines, lungs, everything. Like how, fingernails. How much parts are there in, in to make a human body? And I somebody said it's 7,500 parts. So I'm pretty sure if you took a quiz having to write down all the body parts of a body, nobody could answer it in this world except for God. Because 7,500 parts, you will miss one, right? A blank sheet of paper, you got to write down all 7,500. All right, but anyways, let's keep on going. That's how many parts there are in the body of Christ. So just to say that 
you know, this group of people, that group of people, only this group of people be saved. Come on, guys, really? That's not the gospel. And we're going to prove it here in these next few verses. All right. Verse 13 of 1 Corinthians. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, mm -mm -mm. whether we be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Verse 14, for the body is not one member, but many. So the body is not one member, but many. I'm going to skip to verse 19. And they were all, and if they were all one member, where would the body be? So if the body of Christ was just all white people, where would the body be, guys? That's like saying if the body of Christ was only a foot, only a foot. You know, that's the body of Christ. Is a foot a body? No, Paul's going to get to that in a minute. You know, <laughs> so why would the body of Christ, why would only white people make it to heaven? Why would only Indians make it to heaven? You know, why would only black people make it to heaven? Why? That's not a body. A body has many parts. You know, for the body is not one member, but many. So it's not just for white people. You know, this body, Christianity, being being a child of God, you know, receiving God's love. It's not for just rich people. It's not just for people who you approve of and only you approve of. Really? Only you approve of people, so only people who you approve of make it to heaven? Who are you, God? Calm down, guys. Humble yourself. Then it was Christian people doing it. Only people who have my opinion and my opinion only will make it to heaven. You got to make it through my opinion. Come on, guys. Really? Your, your opinion is hogwash. But anyways, yeah, people just say stupid stuff. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Woo. And then the spirit has no limits. So he doesn't just get some people. He gets everybody, right? So, you know, just to say that, uh, you know, just Jews and Gentiles, just imagine if the whole body was just for Jews. You know, Christianity was just for the Jew, just, just for the, some people think that too. It says Jews or Gentiles. They're both, they both drink from this cup. Just like 1 Corinthians 11 said, talking about communion. They both receive this spirit and are baptized by this spirit. So guys, God loves everybody. World, did he, I mean, he, God loves everybody. Did he not die for the whole world? Come on, guys. You got to put the whole Bible together. Stop playing with these false lies from the world. The world wants us to hate each other. The world wants us to be divided. And Paul's saying here in this whole chapter, we should not be divided. All right, I'm about to get to that. I'm skipping. Verse 25 in 1 Corinthians 12, right? That there should be no schism in the body. What does schism mean in the King James Version? It means division. There's no dividing. Guys, this world wants us to be divided. Satan wants us to be divided. Satan wants division. He wants confusion. That's the Satan's way. Study the word. Know the truth. This is the truth. The Holy Spirit, where you're baptized by the Spirit, like verse 13 says, and you become a part of the body, you receive all the truths and everything that God has to say. Go ahead and go to my playlist on First Corinthians 12 to learn all that. So in saying that, guys, he'll make sure that you're not deceived by all the lies of the world and you and all of us who come into the body won't believe lies like that. Because, guys, come on. You know what? Let's just keep on talking before I skip. Let's just go back to some verses. One of my favorite verses all time is Galatians 3.28. This is a verse that I memorized 
when I was younger, when I was first saved at 17 years old on Saturday, September 4, 2010. It's very important to know, right? So I, I memorized a lot of scripture verses that are just important to know during arguments or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mature. I'm not going to waste time arguing with nobody. Believe what you want to believe, whatever. <laughs> but Galatians 3.28, um, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for ye are one in Christ Jesus. One in Christ Jesus. So just to say, oh man, just to go with people you approve with, just to love and show favoritism and be partial to only people you approve of ain't God's way. Second commandment in the Bible is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Man, let me keep on going. Luke chapter 6, 32 to 36. So you guys ready for this? In Luke chapter 6, verse 32 to 36, it reads, For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. That's, this is Jesus' words, guys, by the way. And if ye do good to them who, which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do the same. And if ye lend to them who ye hope to receive what thank have ye for sinners also lent to sinners to receive as much again you know <laughs> but love your enemies he didn't even just you know what enemies is such a broad term because some people just think people who are a different different from them in any kind of facet any kind of way that's very broad they think that that's their enemy and they ain't even done anything to hurt them they just judging them off of what other people do that's the part of that race so all of them are like that. Good example is China. Everybody's wicked in China. China communists, like communists bad. There ain't no Christians in China, guys. Matter of fact, there's no Christians in China who needs God's love because they're being persecuted, unlike us. And they don't have the freedom that we have to freedom of speech and all that stuff. You know, they probably got to uh, pay fines and go through to jail and all that stuff, probably get killed, especially in Russia or something. But anyways, guys, you know, uh, but we can't love God, you know, not everybody's your enemy, right? But we can't even love the people who aren't our enemies, who ain't done nothing to us. And Jesus says right here, love your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing. And your reward shall be great and you shall be the children of the highest for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. So, guys, even people who are wicked, a part of that group that you don't like, who you want to be divided from, who you don't approve of, who you see as the enemy, should still get God's love. Why? Because verse 36, be ye therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. Guys, if you're God's child, you're going to show mercy to people who don't deserve mercy. Why? Because you don't deserve mercy. You know, you're going to show God's love to people who you don't like when you don't want to, when you, even people you do like, because your wife can be annoying sometimes. Your husband can be annoying sometimes. They're not lovable in all situations. Your children, your children can get on your nerves. People, your boss can get on your nerves. But what is that? What are you going to do? Not be merciful to them? You're merciful to them. You show them mercy. At least you should. And those are people you actually like. Those people you actually made a commitment to. Now, what do you think you should do to your enemies? What did Jesus say to your? If you do that to your enemies, I mean, you guys get what I'm saying. Like you, everybody tries to 
you know, just do what they want to do, love who they want to love. The Bible doesn't say do that. Verse 25, that there should be no schism in the body. You shouldn't be divided. You shouldn't, you shouldn't hate anybody. You shouldn't have a prejudgment prejudice and just have a bias towards people and be partial towards some people and show favoritism towards others. Why? Because that the members should have the same care for one another. You should, as a Christian, you should love, show, show compassion, be merciful to everybody. You should show the same care for people you don't think deserve it, even though you don't want to. I'll get to that in a minute. I'm skipping around like crazy, guys. Let me go back. All right, verse 14. For the body is not one member, but many. All right. If the foot shall say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Really? And if the ear shall say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the smelling be? But now have God set members, every one of them in the body as it had pleased him. You know, it pleased God to unify us. We're all bound by the world to be divided. The world wants us to be divided. Satan wants us to be divided. Satan wants black people to focus on the history that's been happening to us and can't see the good that God's doing right now. But there's still much work to be done, right? <laughs> Racism's still here. It hasn't gone away. You know, they're just trying to erase history to where we don't see it. And we're not taught it. All right, same thing for uh, every group of people, guys. Like every group of people have a struggle. They have a problem, right? And we all want us to just focus on our own problem and our own struggles. That's selfish. That's pride. All groups of people. And what does the Bible say to do? The Bible says to love your neighbor as you love yourself. The Bible says to do to seek other people's good. Don't seek your own, you know, don't seek your own selfish ambition. Seek other people's in, uh, ambitions and, and, and you get what I'm saying, guys. We should be caring for other people's needs over our own, right? Imagine if the world was like that. That's heaven. It's going to be a place of rejoicing, meeting each other's need, helping one another just to glorify God. I can't wait for heaven. I can't stand this world. This world is awful. It is crap. It is going to hell. I don't, I don't like it. I can't stand people who proclaim to be Christian because they're not. Because Christians have, you can't be Christian and not have love. Because if you don't love your neighbor who you can see, you don't love God who you can't see. That's not faith, right? <laughs> you can't. You can't do that. It doesn't measure up, right? How can you hate something that God created? How can you disdain and say you're not part of the body when God created them? Does God create stuff he hates? Does God create something that he just, <laughs> human beings, guys, human beings were all made in his image, right? Why would he create something he just despises above all things? Like, that makes no sense, right? Literally none. He's the Come on, guys. I'm not even going to keep on going. God has set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him. Unity, diverse, diverse, diversity when it comes to God, guys, you know. But you got to understand that not everyone is like you. Not everybody's supposed to be like you. And so that's what the world preaches. The world preaches that we should all be the same. Sameness, like be like this. And then people who are Christian even think that you have to be like me in order to be saved. That's not God's ways, guys. Come on. 
Nobody should be just like you. It isn't bad, and it doesn't mean that someone isn't saved that they're different than you. That's that's part of the body, guys. The, the body has totally different functionalities, guys. And so in the Corinthian culture, let's just focus on that. In the Corinthian culture, some of them thought that, um, you know, because they don't have a certain gift, like, I can't be used by God. So, you know, I'm not part of the body. Just because you, you're, you're not made in the way that you think that you should be made, just because the world says that you're not made in the image that the world wants you to be made in, uh, made in, I'll go back to that in a minute, doesn't mean that they're right. God made you the way that he made you for a reason. You have the gifts that you have for a reason. And you're a part of the body. You're special, right? No matter what prideful people say, no matter what bigots, arrogance, narrow-minded people do or say, it matters what God says, and that's it, right? So God has set every member in their perfect position, right? So just because you say that you're not part of the body doesn't mean you're not part of the body. Everybody has a role to play. Everybody's special. So whether you think that people are worthy of being part of the body or not, it doesn't matter. God made them. So yes, they are. Let's keep on going that verse because I'm going to elaborate on that more because right now it's probably not making sense. But let's keep on going. Verse 20. But now are they many members yet one body, right? So guys, a body has to have many members in order to be a body. It can't just be an eye. It can't just be a hand. It can't just be an eye, uh, a foot. So just because one group of people say you have to be like us doesn't mean that they're right. They're wrong, right? So yeah. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more these members of the body, which seem to be more feeble, are necessary. Mm-mm-mm. And those members of the body, which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more honorable, uh, abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. All right, guys, I need I need to stop. I gotta I gotta break this down. Verse twenty one again. So First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twenty one. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. So Paul's talking about the Corinthians who think they have it all together. They think that they have just because they can speak in tongues, just because they can uh, do miracles and they can interpret tongues probably, and they have they can discern spirits and they have to get the prophecy. Like their gifts are more public, so they become more known. They look better than other people, so they have a platform. So just because you have those things doesn't mean you can say to them, "I have no need of you. I have no need of any other believer." I have no need of uh, black people. I have no need of white people. I have no need of Chinese people. No, we're a body. We're supposed to all be together, right? If you're divided, there should be no schism in the body, verse 25. But that members should have the same care for one another, same care you give for anybody in the body of Christ, any member in the body of Christ, you should give to everybody, whether you think they deserve it or not. That's the love of God. Why? Because God did the same thing for you. And if you, if that can't, if that doesn't think, if that does not sink in your brain, like the love of God's not in you. Well, what I just said, like seriously, guys, if God chose you, you guys get what I'm saying? If God chose you, you were less honorable at a time. You have not always been honorable. You have, you were n- not always perfect. 
You didn't always have it together. And that's the thing about Christians. We think that everybody has to have it together. We think that people need to have it together in order to come to God. They have to be like this in order to receive a blessing from me. You know what I mean? Like, who are you? God ain't do that with you. So why aren't you being merciful to people and showing God's love to people when they need it the most? That's why you don't reach nobody for Christ. That's literally why. That is very prideful to do. Like, guys, you see the, you see the contradiction? Like, we got to do better as Christians, guys. You don't want to know why the world says all the bad things they say about Christianity? Because we are carnal people just like the Corinthians. You don't know the Bible. You don't know what the Corinthians did, so you don't know when you're ignorant of what you're doing. And that's literally what Paul started off saying in 1 Corinthians 12.1 in this chapter. He said, now, considering spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you being ignorant. So many people are ignorant. You know, they're, they're, they're thinking that the way God works is like the world works. So we got to be divided. We got to be this group of people. You know, we got to be separated, you know. Forget everybody else. Let's just stay right here. And people think that, you know, serving God is staying in the church and just staying there. Just staying in church and we're just going to stay here because, you know, God's here. Not out there. Come on, guys. Got to do better, guys. Mm-mm-mm. I'm reading verse 21 again. Make sure I say everything. First Corinthians 12, verse 21. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. We miss so much of experiencing God in major ways because we exclude people. We pick and choose. And guys, you can't experience, you miss out on a blessing. You miss out on seeing God in a grand way and him bringing heaven here on earth. And you want to just say no to, 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 you know, a group of people. That's what it's saying, members of the body. And you don't even know it's members. That's another thing, guys. Like, there's so many scripture verses. Um, entertaining spirits, that's scripture verse. Angels, my bad. Second Corinthians. Yeah, okay. Hebrews 13, verse 2. Let me share my screen so you guys can see this. I want you guys to see this. All right. Because I'm going to reiterate this a lot in this series. So first in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 12, it says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained strangers unaware. Let me read a different version just in case you didn't get that. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Guys, guys, you know, guys, saints are something else. And it matters how we treat our brothers and sisters in the faith. And that's 1 Corinthians 12. Paul's focusing on how you treat other believers, guys. You don't know who a believer is sometimes. Sometimes people have tattoos and you prejudge them. People are black and big and you're like oh no another black person is big and can beat me up and steal something from me oh like you know like you prejudge people so you you don't show hospitality towards them you're actually harsh towards them so you even with karens and people like that right like you we assume everybody's a karen every cop's gonna kill us right so we missed out on showing hospitality to somebody who's actually a Christian, to somebody who actually needs the love, to somebody who's doing the same thing as you, as you, as a member of the body of Christ, you don't see it. 
some members members have gifts that are more private. Not everybody's public. When you're mean to other believers, knowingly. So the Bible is saying, don't neglect to show hospitality. Don't neglect to show love. Don't neglect to be kind to strangers, guys. Foreigners. People you don't like, don't want to mess with. You need to love everybody. And if you don't, you're going to miss out on a blessing, being used by God, and receiving a blessing. Because, guys, you think you're just going to give it to a believer and they don't, y'all ain't going to fellowship? Y'all ain't going to grow close? Like, guys, there's nothing on this earth that compares to when two believers come together and can fellowship. That's the scripture verse, guys, where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am in the midst of them. You know how many times you can be in the midst of good, of God's presence, his goodness, if you just humbled yourself, quit being so boastful and prideful and thinking like, hey, man, because I'm, you know, white, I can only be social with white people. You know what I'm saying, guys? You guys get what I'm saying. I'm re reiterating all these points a lot. But anyways, let's come on, verse 22. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. I love the Bible, man. Some people seem to be some people seem to have no value. Some people seem to be lesser than. Some people seem to have no worth to you, no value to you, be less feeble. But God said those people are necessary. And that's kind of like in the Bible, man. Women in the Corinthian culture had no rights. They they were, men could do whatever they want to them. They could rape them and no charges or anything. You know, guys, you know, in ancient time period, guys, let's be real. Ancient time period with Vikings and stuff like that. Let's be real. Like, mm -mm. it's not it's not a good time to be a woman. They had no power, no rights. Right. Same thing for orphans. And Paul's saying in First Corinthians to women, like, no, husbands, show due belittlement to the wife that they desire. And then wives do the same thing to the husbands. Like, obviously, the husbands already know the wife should do that. But now Paul is telling the husbands, you know, you don't get to just roll over your wife and treat your wife like trash. No, you got to show God's love to them like Christ loved the church. See, that was a, a ball changer, ball changer. So anytime when people see something about women, like in 1 Corinthians 11, telling, telling women like, in second, I think it's Timothy, somewhere in Timothy, telling women to be quiet in the church or to, uh, I don't know, just telling us to do certain things and it offends women like guys like paul's it's not offensive it's just that some women were uh taking advantage of their their rights and their liberties and doing way more than what they should have done like they were prophesizing and trying to teach in the temple being disrespectful they were doing it in a disrespectful way to people in authority to, to the actual pastor and there, Paul was like, no, women, you can't you can't do that. Like, yeah, you have rights and liberties, but you don't abuse them. That's the thing, guys. That's the thing. Like, some of us are more valuable, more special, have it going on. And we want to look down at other people that don't. You know, we see them as less than. And, and God's saying to us, you need those people. Like, what you do to the least of these, you did to me. That's how you get to heaven, guys. What you did to the least of this, these, you did to me. And God's telling us right here through Paul, like, guys, you need to love your neighbor, no matter who they are. Verse 23 says it too. And those members of the body which we think, 
to be less honorable. We think, see guys, what you think ain't always right. What you think is not always God's way. And you have to be humble to that and know that, right? So those members who you think are hard to love, who you don't want to be seen, you want to exclude. Those are the ones who you should bestow more abundant honor. honor, Because that's what God does, right? He did that with Shifra and Pua. I don't know. Did I do a video on that on my YouTube channel? I did. Let me show my screen. On my YouTube channel, guys. I did a video on two women in the Bible in Exodus chapter one named Shifra and Pua. First of all, I love women in the Bible. I love, I, I just love teaching everything about women in the Bible, guys. And when it comes to women in the Bible, man, we know that they were looked down upon, but God exalted them. Those who are humble, the Lord exalts. And that is a scripture verse. Let me go ahead and go to all my scripture verses. I'm cheating now, guys. We're about to kill this, and I'm gonna end video. I'm I'm going in. I, I didn't know I was gonna be saying all this stuff, but yeah, y'all make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. That's where I'm sharing my screen, my Facebook page, Sean Christopher Jenkins, my Twitter page, Trouble Don't Last. Share my screen on all those babies. So you gotta go ahead and go to those if you want to see it. But Matt, uh, I'm gonna wait to read that one. What was I talking about? Oh, Shiver and Pool. All right. So if you go to my YouTube channel my YouTube channel, Uplift Past Crossroads, you'll see a lot of videos. And I did one video on two midwives that lived during the time when the Pharaoh, in the book of Exodus chapter one, where the Pharaoh wanted to kill off all the, the little children, all the Israelites, because he, the, in the Egyptian culture at that time period, the Israelites were growing way too fast, way too much. And Pharaoh was racist and couldn't stand just all the favor that God was giving the Israelites, even though he didn't believe in God. He just didn't like just how much they had it going on. Don't that sound like a group of people in a day's time period, any kind of racist, really, right? So, and God was telling them like, um, well, with Shipper and Pua, uh, I can't find my video on Shipper and Pua. Did I not do it? Anyways, long story short, when God told, there it is. So you are qualified, Chip from Pool. Y'all make sure to check out that video on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. All right, but uh, what was I saying? So now I can focus on what I was saying. It's hard for me to talk and share my screen and focus on that. Like, I'm getting used to it, guys. My bad. But yeah, when it came to uh, God wanting to kill off, uh, when it came to Pharaoh wanting to kill off all the babies uh, just to stunt the growth and keep the Israelites from growing in the way that they they were. He wanted to kill them off. So he thought if he killed off all the babies, that would happen. But God, he uh, placed Shipper and Pua, two midwives who would help the mothers, uh, help them to save their babies. So behind the scenes, behind Pharaoh's back, even though Pharaoh told Shipper and Pua to make sure y'all kill the babies, um, they refused to do it. And so you'll see in Exodus chapter one, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, that God rewarded Shipper and Pua. And rewarded their households. So typically, midwives they didn't, they weren't, they weren't married. They probably were ugly. Like they were looked down upon. They, if you're not married, you had no power in that time period, especially as a woman. Like so, and then typically you're probably barren, so you can't have kids. So nobody wants you. Like you're worthless. So that's another. That's how you have value in that time period as well. So, anyways, at the end of that chapter. God rewarded Shipper and Pua for their hard work and gave them both 
families, households. That's what it says. So guys, like God can do the same thing for you. And then with David, you know that he was the last born. People look down upon who are the last born. And then we know with Moses, man, he stuttered. He murdered somebody and God still wanted to use him. (laughs) And then the Israelites, they were the weakest, the smallest out of all their tribe, all the world. Yet God made them the superpower in the world, guys. God loves to take them. And then with the disciples, guys, there's so many examples, guys. The disciples were looked down upon. You had a tax collector. You had a physician. I don't know if that's for you to look down upon, really. But you had fishermen. You had uh, just had people who, oh, a zealot. Yeah, that's another one. But you have people who the world will look down upon. It's not, that's not your dream team. That's not who people you will pick to, to be, that's not vessels of God, but just to be used by God and to be close to Jesus, closer than anybody else in history, probably. So, but God chose them. Like God chose, and then Leah. Oh man, so many people, guys. Did I did I did that video too? You guys go to my YouTube channel, please, please watch this video. On my YouTube channel, I did a video on Leah, and it's called Pretty Privilege. Uh, I need to do way more videos and series on Leah. But there's a playlist on my YouTube channel called Leah. You can search for it as well. Upload past crossroads. So check. Check out this video right here. Oh, I'm not sharing my screen. Yeah, check out this video right here called Pretty Privileged. Uh, and I talk about Leah right there as well. And I'm going to say way more. I said way more in that video than I am about to say right now. But with Leah, she was the ugly sister. She was the one that Jacob didn't want. Jacob didn't toil for Leah. Laban had to trick Jacob into marrying Leah. And Jacob still wanted Rachel. So that means Jacob showed favoritism towards Rachel. Always wanted Rachel around care more about Rachel than he did Leah. And Leah had to experience that. Leah probably always had people do that way. And she was not that attractive. And but especially but at the end of the day her sister died probably at a younger a young age, way before Leah and Jake would. And not only that, Leah had majority of Jacob's children. Um Judah was one of her children, I think. And Jesus comes from uh, Leah is one of Jesus's ancestors, guys. So, and Leah was buried with Jacob, with Jacob. Rachel wasn't. So the one who Jacob favored, who the world favored, God favored Leah instead, right? So, and she was the lesser sister. So guys, if you, that's my whole point, guys. Verse 23, and those members of the body, which we think less honorable upon these, we bestow more abundant honor. And our comely parts have more abundant comeliness. Mm-mm-mm. So, guys, the people we want to say that say that they're nothing, they're worth nothing. Those are the people we should love the most. Those are the people who we should show more honor towards, be more loving towards, and just care for even more. Why? Because there should be no schism in the body. Verse twenty-five. That should be really the key verse of this whole entire lesson. I'm getting used to talking, guys. I haven't talked in so long. All right, but anyways, Matthew 23, 12. This is something else you should know before I read off the next verse. Um, and whoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Again, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Let me read the next verse. I want to give you all that verse first. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together having given more abundant honor to the part which lacked. So guys, when you, the humble among us, God takes care of. The humble and the feeble and the people who we don't think are necessary, 
God loves them even more. God shows favor towards them even more. And if you have the love of God, well, what you do? You'll do the same thing. You're called to be a light unto the world, not to some of the world, not just part of the world, all of the world. So people who you think are less valuable, less feeble, who you don't, who don't deserve your honor, those are the people you should love the most, man. You God has given them abundant honor, you know, because they lack it, you know. And then you you think that they lack it, but God doesn't. God sees their value and their worth, and He says, "I'm going to love them." So you know, the the prideful God's going to humble them. But he exalts the humble guys. You guys see that, guys? So, guys, this is the Bible, man. The Bible's so powerful. So, racism, the whole topic for today, racism has no place in the believer. So, I pray that this bless you guys. You know, when it comes to the body of Christ, guys, we got to be unified. There's no, we cannot be divided. We've been divided for too long. The world wants us to be divided. Satan wants us to be divided. God. He Jesus died for us to be unified. He wants to bring every group of people. Jesus is the only thing that brings us together. Jesus is the only thing that can unify us. And he did that. So now, guys, it's time. It is time that we just bask in that and claim it and take it. So stop being so hateful. Stop being so ugly. Towards people as believe as believers, guys, we're a body, and our body's lacking. We gotta do better. All right. So love on those who you don't think that they who who you don't think deserve love, and imagine what your reward will be. Because again, like Luke six said, what we read earlier, what reward would you have if you just love those who love you? What reward would you have? You just lend back to those who you lend from just because you know you'll get more. Like, <laughs> guys, come on. Like, we got to do better. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this lesson. And remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. I also have a podcast. I have a podcast. I'm on every podcast platform. It's Upload Past Crossroads as well. Trouble Don't Last is my Instagram page and my Twitter page. Um, my LinkedIn page, Sean Christopher Jenkins, Facebook, Sean Christopher Jenkins, if I didn't say that. And Tumblr, if you're on there, Trouble Don't Last, number one. That's say Instagram, my underscore daily underscore Bible. And my other Instagram page, Trouble Don't Last. So, guys, I pray you guys enjoyed it. Share this video, like, comment. Let me know if you have any questions. You want me to do any videos? I need to do a lot more of those. I've been getting, I've been getting a lot of questions. But I'm back, guys. Let's just pray that I can. Please pray that I need prayer. All right. Just pray that God gives me what I need to, the time I need, the strength I need, just to do videos for you guys. Because I really want to do more videos for you guys. I'll do another video on that. But, yeah, you guys have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Peace out.